Welcome to episode 52 of the RXP Podcast, where three working professionals talk about the movies, video games, and TV shows they love to enjoy in their free time. In today's episode of the pod, we're going to be talking about our entertainment traditions, or habits, if you will. You know, the things that you like to do when you go watch a movie. Are you the kind of person that loves to grab that popcorn, the salty popcorn, and a nice cold Coca-Cola or are you the kind of person that loves to binge watch a Netflix show all at once and then look at the clock when it's four o'clock in the morning and regret your life decisions? But in order to do that, I'm your host, Alex. And enjoying me in today's discussion are, as usual, are my co-hosts, Tiffany. Howdy-do. And Matt. What's going on? But also, before we get to that topic, as always, with the RXP podcast, we got to start off with another segment in our variety game segment with another brand new game that I've come up with. That's not necessarily innovative. It, it, the title speaks for itself. And that is how long are the credits? Oh no. So okay, cool. I have compiled a list of three items here of things that have released this year that all three of us here on the RSP podcast have enjoyed. So uh-huh. confirmed, you've at least experienced these things. Whether or not me or my co-hosts have sat through the credits, who knows? But today, I'm going to be testing my co-host's knowledge here of can they guess how long the credits are? And so in this case, I'm going to give you the name of the title, and you have to tell me in the in minutes and seconds how long you think the credit runtime is. And for reference, uh, two of these are games for the games. I found YouTube videos that are literally just of the credits for these games. And I took the timestamps of how long the videos were from that. And then for the movie, I took this from the streaming service that it is on. And I went from when the initial credits roll to when they end. So this isn't including any quote unquote extra scenes after the end of the credits. So, you know, it usually ends with like the MPAA, right? And then like the credits and everything to the to you know to the shout outs so co-host are you ready do you have confidence in this and actually to preface this too are you do you guys watch credits do you pay attention i don't pay if attention. i can skip them i will okay so tiffany doesn't pay attention and matt will skip them if possible but there are instances and there are games that an achievement or a trophy is tied to watching the credits in its entirety without skipping. And so I, I, there was a game like maybe four or five years ago that did. I don't remember what it was. But ever since then, I will pull up the trophy list just to make sure before I skip. Okay. Well, then I guess both of you will be uh, you know, taking your shots in the dark on how long these things are. So to start off with, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, the PS5 exclusive video game developed by Insomniac. How long do you think the credits are? All three of us have played this game, have finished this game, have gotten the platinum in this game. So, you know, Mm. fun time, right? You guys enjoyed Ratchet and Clank, right? I did. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. Okay. Like, I don't think... Like people were like, oh, if I if this if I'm just getting a PS5, what game should I get? A bunch of people say Ratchet and Clank, and I don't know if I completely agree with that, but yeah, I enjoyed it. 
All right. Now, now did I enjoy the credits? <laughs> I don't remember anything about the credits. <laughs> well, to call out the credits for a little bit, they were pretty good because they were like animated still frames. So they had like all the characters in chibi form in different like scenes that were kind of like the epilogue. Oh, Okay. Uh, and it was very cute. You know, it's kind of your typical like Pixar style credits, right? It's like, a little fun. It's different art than the game, but, you know, it's obviously a chipified version of the characters. And it's just a, you know, swell time. Okay. Tiffany, do you have any remarks? I enjoyed my time with that game. And it, I actually got the platinum on that, which is kind of unheard of. But it was an actually an easy plat um, where you didn't even have to get all the collectibles or certain things like some of them you only needed like some so mm. yeah it was a fun time great great so co-host how long do you think the credits were it show me in three two one so tiffany guesses four minutes and 12 seconds and matt guesses 12 minutes wow 12 minutes that's a long set of credits you never know you never know. You you're know. you're right. It, it's a great game. Potentially, a lot of people worked on this, right? When you think about credits, you're like anywhere from the main creative directors on there to the assistant's third dog could be listed. Who knows? It's true. Production yeah. babies, the classic, right? At the very <laughs> end, usually. However, Tiffany is closer with her guess of four minutes and 12 seconds. The actual runtime for the credits for Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart is five minutes and 27 seconds. Nice. So, you know, about half of that runtime, Matt. If you, if you cut that in half, you, you've been significantly closer. Yeah, I thought it was an Easter egg to go play 12 minutes. I, I must have gotten confused or something. Must have been another game. All right. That was a joke, Tiffany. <laughs> I smiled at you. <laughs> that was it. She was smiling in silence at her victory over Matt. So one to zero. All right. Second question. Here, if, if Tiffany gets this, she takes the she game. Clenched it. Yeah, she nice. clenches it because we only have three this time. But the second thing is a movie that we three enjoyed that we also did a peer review of. And that is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings by Marvel and Disney. Now available streaming on Disney Plus. How long do you think the credits are? And so, you know, again, posing another question to my co-host here. Shang-Chi, great movie, right? We loved it. If you want mm-hmm. really in-depth thoughts about it, go check out our peer review episode of Shang-Chi. But more top level, do you remember anything about the credits? So Nothing. I, I know that most movie credits are a song or two. Usually two songs. Um, whether it's like the theme song of the movie and then an instrumental or two theme songs. I'm basing my guess off of that logic. You know, how long is a song nowadays, you know? Um, that, that's, a, that's a very good gauge. And also, I guess another thing too is it licensed music, right? Because typically when you think about licensed music, you can generally gauge how long those songs are. But as Tiffany mentioned, if it's a theme song or something from the score of the movie, those songs could go on for much, much longer. So yeah, mm-hmm. if, if you're looking at one or two of those, it might not be your typical three-minute pop song you hear on the radio length. 
But I right. also know every time I sit through one of those, it quote unquote feels like an eternity, but it might not actually even be that long because I'm waiting for that Marvel cinematic clip. You know what I mean? That's true. That's and that's true. something we might get to later in the episode. Mm. But before that, co-hosts, show me your guesses in three, two, one. You have Matt with six minutes and 30 seconds. Tiffany with three minutes and 50 seconds. Oh, man. It's going to be a close race because Matt takes this one with his guess of six minutes and 30 seconds being closer, but neither of them actually that close because the actual runtime for Shang-Chi credits is 10 minutes and 32 seconds. No. What? Wow. That's insane. It did not feel like I was waiting for 10 minutes. Yeah, if you go back and watch it on Disney Plus, which I did to to research this, so this is from the streaming platform available right now. You look at those timestamps from when the first credits appear to when they roll off screen. Ten, a little over ten and a half I like, minutes. I like don't even believe it. They must have added credits into the Disney Plus version. I don't believe it. I was not sitting in that theater for ten minutes. Or maybe you're just but, so overwhelmed with emotion that it didn't feel like we were 10 talking. We were talking about what we liked about it when those Shang-Chi credits were happening. Like, so maybe you just don't remember. And it was like midnight. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It's one to one. It comes down to this last title that, again, all three of us have enjoyed. And that is the indie video game, Kena Bridge of Spirits. How long are the credits? for this title. Hmm. You know, as I mentioned, right, this this is an indie developed video game, not necessarily a high-budget AAA. You know, this isn't Ubisoft developing it. There aren't a thousand developers that they tapped and could get to work on this project. Like, this is a small team, Ember Lab. Co-host, is there anything you remember from those credits? Because honestly, out of these three things, I think I remember the least of Kana, despite it being the most recent thing I've experienced of the three. Were they like cinematic, showing parts of the environment, like as you went along? Or am I misremembering? I feel like it was something like concept art of the landscape, maybe. So like panning shots yeah. and kind of moving around. But yeah, I don't mm. think there were characters. I don't, to no. my I don't need. I don't even remember that. I do know that they partnered with this like other company to help with animation. So like it wasn't just Ember Lab. I clearly remember another like VFX studio. Um, Mm. So it like made the amount of people shown off much longer than you expected. Hmm. Interesting. All right. With that in mind, co-hosts, show me your answers in three, two, one. Tiffany guesses, what is that? How many? Oh, five minutes, 20 seconds. Matt guesses four minutes, 30 seconds. And with that, Matt takes it with the closer guess of four minutes and 30 seconds. The actual runtime of the credits is three minutes, 52 seconds, which I think Tiffany guessed on the Shang-Chi, right? You guessed that previously? So when I saw that exact guess... Man, that it just wasn't time for that, but that would have been crazy if you actually guessed that for Kana. But with I, that, I don't know if you can see. I initially had five. It's not. 
it's not doing it. I had five minutes and 30 seconds. So I've, did you guess 20 seconds, Tiffany? Yeah, yes. Oh, man. So it's with that, <laughs> Matt, Matt takes it two to one. He gets a point on the board. So in our long running total of VGS show records, it is the now drought. me with four, Tiffany with one, and Matt finally on the board with one. The drought is over. The drought is over. I was going to have to hang my head in shame. If I didn't win this week, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to make the games every week. <laughs> I'm not contributing to anybody. What? I'm just, I'm just giving them free points. Uh, it seems like you know Matt wanted the hostile takeover of becoming the VGS commissioner, the sole commissioner. Listen, I already, I already took that without discussing with you guys last week. Oh, okay. Great. <laughs> All right. With that, we're ready to move on to the main topic, entertainment traditions or habits. And so, you know, I, I preface this at the beginning of the show, things that we like to do, you know, like how as consumers of media, do we like to consume the media that we choose to do so? And so I kind of want to start off with games. First of all, you know, games are a big part of here on the RXP podcast and in direct relation uh, and inspiration for uh, the VGS segment today for this episode I want to mention credits because I think for me, there there's kind of two main things, two specifically major things that I've kind of done since I was a young lad playing video games uh, that I love to enjoy. And that is one, when I first boot a brand new game, I always let the opening cinematic run out. You know, it's like when you boot that up, you see the logos, right? The developer logos pop up on the screen. If there is an intro movie, I always let it play out. You know, I want to see what the devs want to intro the game with. I don't hit any buttons on the controller. I don't skip to the main menu. I just want to see how they present that game. And on the flip side, uh, related to the VGS segment, the first time I beat a video game, I always let the credits roll out. I never do any skipping, you know, unlike how Matt mentioned and how Tiffany mentioned that they usually don't pay attention to credits for things. Specifically with me and games, I always let the credits run through, never skip, never hold the fast forward. And I do it so out of respect, right? Because for the most part, you know, because I'm typically very picky about the games I do like to play, like I try to do a lot of research and know if I play a game, I think I'm going to enjoy it. And I typically do. I want to show respect to the devs, right? Because I know there's obviously a lot that goes into developing games, right? As I mentioned, you know, Ubisoft has hundreds, maybe thousands of people, you know, spread across obviously many different development studios and not necessarily all working on the same game. But I think the opening to a game and especially the credits definitely is the way I can show respect on top of, you know, having bought the game in the first place to those devs that have created such an experience I love to enjoy. And as Tiffany mentioned too, uh, sometimes with the credits and games do this too, usually it's a great time to just sit back and listen to music, right? Typically they'll take something from the soundtrack of the game, lay that on top of the credits. And it's just a good time to kind of listen back, enjoy, see those credits roll, get to look at the voice actors too. If there are characters I really enjoyed, see who's exactly voice acting them. Typically it's names I do recognize, right? Especially if it's like the bigger voice actors and overall, it's just kind of a peaceful time for me to be able to reflect on those games. I feel like, they have to have something that just like makes them different because I will skip them if it's just a reel of names and like maybe like a little bit of artwork, like 
almost like photoed on it. Like that does absolutely nothing for me. But something uh, that Guardians of the Galaxy did well, and I'm not going to go into any spoilers because Tiffany still has to beat that game. So, but based upon certain choices, like you get to see kind of like what happened after the fact during their during their credit scene, which I think is like very interesting. Like, I feel like that makes me want to stick around for the credits because I'm like, I'm interested to see kind of like those those characters I was with for, for so, so long. And I, I do think artwork is really nice. Like it, it's almost like to the Mandalorian's effect. Like when that, when those seasons are on, at the end of all the episodes, they have the concept art for it. And for me, I feel like it adds a depth to the world that you've got to to see it's just the the standard credits i don't stick around to read all these names because a lot of times there's hundreds of names you know like it's you're sometimes sticking around for a bit um but yeah it has to be something a little bit special i'm very unpredictable when it comes to whether i pay attention to credits sometimes i skip sometimes i let it run and then i get up and i go get myself a beverage or I go to the bathroom, <laughs> or I I just let it play, but then I move on with my, my life. In terms of the intro movies, I typically watch it. I would say nine times out of ten, I'll watch the intro movies just to get kind of the lay of the land and stuff. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't really pay much attention to names unless i am you know looking out for specific voice actors like wait who who did that voice um and looking that way because i'm curious and see what other body of work that they've done after i figure out who it is and i can look it up one of my biggest um or most consistent video game habits is actually that i usually play the video game in the the like original language that it was intended Mm. So uh, for, I mean, the main example that I have is pretty much all Japanese games that now allow for Japanese audio, I will play with Japanese audio and English subtitles. I also just always play with subtitles, even if it's in English. Um, It helps me kind of keep track of things. Like if someone's using a strange accent or, well, not strange, but an unusual accent or it's an alien just like grunting or whatever, I like having uh, captions there for me and it's really helpful when games allow me to like kind of make the the subtitles my own the size that I prefer because otherwise many of them have been super super tiny so yeah I actually I tend to play in like Japanese and for me it helps me get a little bit more uh, submersed in the world also I feel like it helps me pick up some stuff. I, I studied Japanese mm. in high school a long time ago. Not very, like, elementary understanding of it. But it, like, helps me. I feel like it helps me practice a bit. Hmm. You know, that, that subversed up thing, I agree with you where a lot of, especially Japanese things, things like, for me in particular, uh, Yakuza and Judgment, right? Like, you know, developed in Japan, set in Japan. I play both of those series in Japanese with the English subtitles, even though they have English dubs. But then on the flip side, and it's weird, is for Persona 5, which I played back when that came out in 2017, that's also set in Japan, but I played all of that in the English voice acted version. And so I guess for me, it more so depends on the quality of the dub. 
Uh, not to say that the dubs for Yakuza slash Judgment aren't as great as the Japanese version, but I think for those games, the acting is so much more important that the Japanese voice actors typically just have an innate advantage because a lot of that like gameplay slash culture slash story leans in on that factor of you know of Japanese culture, and I think they just do a better job and I get more of the emotion out of the performance from the Japanese actors versus the English actors in those games. Whereas I think for persona five, the English dub was very well done. And I think despite that also taking place in Japan, the actual story elements were, I guess more generically relatable that I didn't necessarily need the full like Japanese acting to really get into it. Uh, but I do think that that is a definitely an interesting thing. Not to say that the, I play a lot of other games that are native in other languages, um, right? Because typically most things that are even developed overseas, like in Europe, typically they have English voice actors. So it's not necessarily a struggle to find, like, if there is a French-developed game that, you know, it's originally in French but then dubs. <laughs> uh, but I think it would be interesting if more games allowed for that to have both those... Uh, native language options as well as the dubbed options like available from the get-go yeah i feel like most outside of japan there they wouldn't like big big deal like i'm pretty sure i was looking up to see where arcane studios is at so french developer arcane studios that developed Deathloop. like i i just feel like outside of japan there probably wouldn't be as much um kind of that push for it to kind of like have their you know their regular language because Deathloop one of my favorite parts of Deathloop was the English just normal voice acting like I I think that like they did fantastic um and they actually like if you guys look to the game awards um both the main antagonist and the main protagonist were both nominated for uh best actor uh, which is fantastic. Like, I think it just shows the quality of that. But in the same way, thinking about that game, that would be amazing for a French language part of it. Like, I, I feel like that would be really cool. Um, and it'd be nice to, once you've beaten the game, to kind of hear their banter with a different spin on it. That would be pretty sweet. But yeah, I, maybe not enough games really give you that option besides some of the games that you guys talked about. Yeah, and I know localization is definitely just expensive. Like, so I don't really expect it across the sp- across the board, especially for maybe like smaller devs, because right, like voice acting is expensive by itself, but also translating it and getting voice acting done, a la localization, is also a whole nother beast. Mm-hmm. So I-, I definitely can understand from the at least money perspective that it probably isn't really feasible. So turning about another part of my kind of like tradition is do you guys ever do anything like crazy with your character customization at the beginning of like a a big rpg or do you guys like keep the same type of style so recently if the character creator lets me uh i typically try to do a female character and i make it look like lightning from final fantasy 13 so if if it's possible (laughs) I try to give her like the long hair down one shoulder, make it pink, mm-hmm. give her the blue eyes and try to give her like a white slash gray outfit. Like that's typically my go-to of just like, if I can make a female character look like that, I'll try to do it. I feel like I always try to attempt to like, see what the character, like I, I go crazy at first, see what the options are, but no matter what, 
I basically just make a generic white man and that's what I do because that's who I am anyway. So You're not generic, Matt. Come on. <laughs> um besides Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk I went um because I saw like the Rasengan and I was like, "Ooh, I can do pain from Naruto." So I went that route. But that was only because I like I tried to see what the craziest thing I could come up with first. Because Dark Souls and the like Soulsborne, you can go crazy. Like people beat Dark Souls looking like Shrek. And like there's no mods. It's just they can change the character customization so they look like Shrek and it's hilarious. Oh, that's a really good point. I I've never actually made my character look kind of crazy, but I do tend to lean towards like blue or like purple hair if possible. Nice. And then um Interestingly, sometimes I add glasses and sometimes I don't. Okay, <laughs> just like in real life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when the With- glasses aren't on, she's wearing contacts. Exactly. <laughs> that's, not at least, um, that's not the well, canon. Well, at least that's, that's your head cannon. Head cannon. No, my head cannon yeah. is the glasses are a fashion item and not for vision. Oh, okay, okay. So oh. they're lensless. Yes. Okay. Wow. What a hipster. Yep. <laughs> um, it's funny because I think I think it was Alana Pierce. I think that she says that when she does a character customization, she always tries to make them look like Geralt of Rivia. Like every single character, she tries to look like Geralt of Rivia, um, which is kind of kind of fun. Which you know we've talked about this in the past. Like I usually just go with a dude, um, and I know a. F- a few of our friends, including you, Alex, like go for the female version, like especially like uh, with Mass Effect. I know a bunch of people that are like female Shepard because they think that the voice acting is a lot better and it's like, go for it. But for me, I was like, oh, I always do it, dude. I might as well just stick with it. <laughs> what I think is actually really cool is the the ability to kind of change up who you want to be on the fly. Like, Mm -hmm. I heard in Valhalla, you can be the man or the woman at any point in time, and it's not a big deal. Oh, okay. You're just, like, in the menu, and you just swap. Is that true, Alex? Yeah, I think there is an option. I haven't done it. I've just stuck with female Eivor the whole time, but I think, yeah, you can change it, and you can change uh, the pronouns along with it at the same time. Oh, that's really cool. Well, I mean, I just like the ability to just change what my character looks like all at any moment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, let me just be whoever I want. I'm in this mystical world, whether it be Animal Crossing or Valhalla. Let me just look however I want. I will say my least favorite part of character customization is when you spend like 30 minutes, an hour, two hours, you know, like whatever you're spending on it. And then you never see your character ever again. Like they're never in cutscenes, and like you're usually under like a bunch of armor. So it's like, oh great, I wasted all my time. <laughs> like sometimes when I'm changing clothes, I'm like, oh yeah, that's what I look like. Cool. Just make sure you change the eye color. You know, they, typically you'll at least see the eyes coming through yeah. the helmet or something. <laughs> so that that's the minimum there. But actually, I also want to bring up. So back going back to the credits thing a little bit. So Matt. Do you specifically enjoy that Smash Brothers credits? Because especially yes. in Melee, yeah. they had that kind of shoot 'em up style where you're like running, around, like the credits are flying through the screen, and you could like shoot out the devs' names to earn points, yeah. and then you get a score at the end. Is that the type of interactive 
like nature you would liken credits to be? That's like the gold standard of credits, all right? Like you're basically in this like gummy ship and you are just destroying those names. And uh, I heard I, I heard from someone who was reviewing um, with Sora in Smash Brothers, like they play the gummy ship music while you're doing it too like in the newest one too so like it's pretty cool like i think that's such like fun little touches to everything so so you hear that devs in order to incentivize people like matt to not skip the credits just add some sort of mini interactive element yeah mini yeah for sure exactly yeah. i mean i don't need it you know i let the i let the credit show out of respect okay devs out there i appreciate your hard work that you do you know i know making games it's tough, especially remotely now. It's kind of unprecedented for the games industry, but I respect all of you out there. Keep doing what you do. So I guess with that, you know, we're done talking about games. So let's on to, let's move on to movies. And and also to tie back into the to the game segment. And what's weird is for movies, I typically never watch the credits. And it's kind of the opposite. Like my habit is once a movie's done. So, and this is for movies, especially in theaters. So I know, especially when we're sitting at in the comfort of our own home, just watching on Netflix or Disney plus or HBO max, any streaming service, you can just end that close that tab whenever you want. You're done watching the show. Boom, done. Hit that X button. But in the theater, I would say this is my habit that, and I don't know if it's because maybe Marvel movies have forced this upon me, but I always go to once the movie ends after the credits.com and I look up to see if there are <laughs> post credits or mid credit yeah. scenes. And like, I feel like it's such a bad habit to have. Cause I'm like, I mean, one, it's nice to know. So it's not like I'm sitting there waiting when there is a resource out there to say, Hey, you don't have to wait the extra five minutes to let the credits roll. You can just leave now. Cause we're going to let you know to not wait. Cause there's nothing, mm-hmm. but also at the same time, I feel bad that even though I have so much respect for games and I'll let those credits roll and I'll sit through them, I don't have any for movies. That's because I feel like for movies, I really don't care about, you know, the rocks third assistant that like helps them on set. Like I know they, I know technically everyone is important to the creation of a movie, especially like, let's say the start, like the leading actors assistants, right. Cause they have all those names listed. They have all like the, you know, costume designers, outfit designers, listen and everything. But I, I feel like I'm just not as attached to like the production of movies because, you know, it's not, not to say that I don't care about it, but I just have no inkling to want to sit through that. But also if I'm at a theater, I honestly probably just want to leave as soon as possible, right? Because, you know, when you leave with everyone else, it's just very difficult to also like leave the parking lot, right? Because you have just all these families trying to get in their cars and leave. So I think it's like a weird timing thing where I'm like, I want to be optimal about if I know there's credits to wait for, I'll wait for them. Otherwise, I'm getting out ASAP. And so I, you know, after the credits, such a great tool, but also I feel like it's kind of a, a crutch that I lean on. I don't really look at websites really or for credits because I'm going to be completely honest I only really wait for credits for superhero movies so you know I saw Dune in theaters I didn't even look up if there was an after credits I just left 
And like same thing when I saw it on HBO. I saw it on HBO first. I watched the movie and then I turned we turned it off after, you know, the credits were rolling. I didn't look up to see if there was an extra scene. To be honest, I still don't even know if there's an extra scene. There could be an extra scene, but I have no idea. But I don't <laughs> care. Or rather like Marvel made me care for credits after credit scenes and mid credit scenes, but they made it part of their you know, cinematic process and movies. When I turn, when I turn on jungle cruise to watch on Disney plus in the next month or so, I'm going to watch it and I'm going to turn it off. I'm not going to, I could skim ahead to the end. I guess if someone tells me that there's an after credit scene, maybe I'll check it out. But honestly, like I don't go looking for it. I don't expect it. I only expect it from Marvel. So after every day, marvel show too i was like is there credits i skimmed ahead like i hovered my little dragged bar and to see if there was a scene or not i know i'm kind of skipping into the tv show part yeah but movie wise i really i just do that for marvel once we get back to the the theater again once i'm watching more movies and just the three marvel movies a year i will go see my movie and then i'll leave you know well, you say it's a part of the process, but what if like other movies that aren't Marvel necessarily also have scenes that add to like the movie, but they are after credits. So is it like I'm for any out. other movie, you just, you just don't respect it then? Is that you just don't care? It's not that I don't respect it. I just leave because it's not an established, I guess, pattern for that particular movie franchise or film. I just don't right, think it's right. not but normal. If, so unless someone told you to wait for it, you wouldn't ever, like for non-Marvel stuff, you wouldn't go out of your way to even look it up on your phone while the credits are rolling to find out nope. if there is or not. Nope. Interesting. <laughs> I, well, I don't want to say non-Marvel because I would think to do that with DC. Like when Batman comes out, if if I see well, Morbius. Yeah, non-superhero. Yeah. As more general. I don't want to, li- when I say Marvel, I mean superhero in general because despite... DC making movies, it's basically Marvel. But uh, yeah, I, I generalize it that way. But yeah, okay. So for non-superhero, you're not necessarily inclined to do so. Correct. It was pretty fun. It was pretty funny when we went to go see Eternals. About, I would say a third of the movie theater left immediately as soon as it ended. And like we were looking around like astonished, like, is this your first time? Like, don't you know there's at least a couple scenes after this? <laughs> because it's it's just been ingrained in my memory. Like, even for non-Marvel or non-superhero movies, I'll, I actually do the same thing, Alex. Um, of course, Tiffany in, during the Eternals was like, there's one mid credit scene and one after credit scene. Like, she already knew because she already watched it ahead of time. I didn't um, watch it. I just saw how many credits there were. You knew about it, though. You I, knew what happened during them. I read a synopsis posted by a Reddit <laughs> user. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, um, but for most everything else, I will check to see if there's any after credits because they've almost like trained us. If you think about it, Marvel has released two to four releases every year, you know, like besides the little hiccup we've had the past couple years. But, you know... For a long stretch of time, we've had Marvel movies throughout the year. And, like, after every single one, there's a mid-credit scene. There's an after-credit scene that, like, adds to the lore, adds to this universe. And so it's natural when 
you're spending so much of your movie time watching a Marvel movie, like it just part of my go-to. Like I will, I will look it up because there are some cases, and I can't even think like off the top of my head. I know there are other films that use after-credit scenes, but I just. I think they're kind of few and far between. So tell me, Matt, did you ever actually did you ever end up watching Onward? No. Okay. No, I didn't. Soul. Are you telling me that after yeah. Soul, you looked to see if there was something in the after credits? Uh, for Soul, I watched it streaming. Right. So did you? So I do the. Did you skip? I just scroll through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, no, I just watched it and I was done. Yeah, it's so easy when with streaming. It's just. You just kind of take the, just drag it through, you know? I was just like, easy peasy. the movie's over, Ryan Last Dragon, movie's done, you know? I just, right. I'm just like, I'm moving on. <laughs> it wasn't good enough to be in the movie, I don't care. I'm just kidding. I mean, you could say <laughs> the same kidding. thing about the superhero I'm kidding. Obviously, I have a huge bias for Listeners, p- comment on Twitter <laughs> or write in and put her on blast. Put Tiffany on blast for this <laughs> mentality. I just know that other movies don't do it, okay? That's just what it is. Like, yeah. if I'm going to go... S- I feel like a majority don't. Like, when I go... S- if I saw that Scream remake in the theater, I'm not looking to see if there's anything happening at the end of the movie. Unless my friends are lollygagging and sitting and wanting to chat during the credits because everyone else is like, you know, rushing out the door, that I can understand. But yeah, I'm not like Googling aftercredits.com. See, and I think that is the type of movie that could benefit from like an aftercredit scene because it could do like a nod to the original movie. Like maybe a character that didn't make it into the main cut, but like just to like build onto it's almost like a an ever-present universe outside of the mcu how many other universes are there not many but like scream like a a very well-established uh movie franchise like i would almost expect there to be something after credit scene yeah like like these extra scenes are typically just ways to incentivize us to sit in the theater and remain there and to watch the credits, mm-hmm. right? Not to say it's specifically there to get you to look at the credits, but just to keep you around for longer. But it's weird to think that, like, why would they do that in one way? Especially if it's not necessarily additional scenes that tie it to other things, like how Marvel does it. But that they already got the money out of us, right? Like, there's no... They're, they're not making more money out of getting us to mm-hmm. watch it for longer. So it feels weird that they would do it for any reason, right? Uh, but also, I feel like, don't you think low-key that, especially people that work in movie theaters, hate that stuff, right? Because there's always that, like, the people that, like, the workers come in, and then they have to wait for everyone to leave the theater before they even start cleaning. But regardless, oh, yeah. they have to, like, clean it up before the next showing starts. So do you think they, like, like any movie theater worker out there low-key just hates after credit scenes because they're like, get out of the theater. I just need to clean it. Like, I can't do it until you leave like do you think that there's that low-key like hatred for after 100 percent. they're like i need to sweep up this popcorn because the doofus and you know aisle f back there <laughs> dropped their whole popcorn <laughs> and you guys are just sitting around waiting to see like you know whatever the dude from one direction when he pops up <laughs> so you know speaking of the theater i'm going to talk about some of my theater traditions So I used to never buy anything snack or beverage wise from the theater until I had my experience with MoviePass way back when, RIP MoviePass, which was basically a debit card to watch movies as many times as you wanted. Uh, 
And so because I had this, I guess, subscription service almost, and I didn't have to pay for my movie ticket, I felt a little bit more liberal with like, oh, I didn't pay for my movie ticket. Sure, I'll spend $6 on a slushy or something. You know what I mean? Nice. Like I was like, well, I didn't spend the like $12 for the movie ticket, but I can buy some snacks. Now, I'm not going crazy here because I can't, I have a very small bladder and I'm not leaving my seat in the middle of a movie. Movies are just getting longer and longer. So I very rarely risk drinking a beverage when I'm not in my own, the comfort of my own home watching a movie on streaming or Blu-ray. So, however, you know, I go to the theater. I'm a passionate theater goer. I love it. I'm glad to be back. I accumulate points, membership points, and then I can redeem those things for snacks, right? Just saying, I cannot get popcorn alone. I have to have a drink. I have literally choked mm-hmm. on dry popcorn because it's so dry. I'm just going to reiterate it. It's just really dry, really salty, and it really scratches the back of my throat, even if I pace myself. So if I get popcorn or if I decide to redeem popcorn, I will get a beverage of some kind, and mm-hmm. then I have to ration Essentially, I make the decision on if I'm willing to miss any part of a movie. That is essentially the the rationale. Like, because if I'm drinking water or if I'm drinking soda in a movie, I'm gonna have to go to the bathroom. You know there there is a website where they go through the movies and yes. tell you where the best That's, part to pee in. Yes, but you have to like yeah. s- you have to like click a like you have to like initiate it or something and then put it in your pocket and then it like vibrates when it's time to go. <laughs> it's too mu- That's too much planning. Uh but they're like modern problems need modern, modern solution. solutions. Yeah. So also though I feel like any every part or the entire movie is important. I know that like they would be like, yeah, nothing happens, quote unquote, but you're still missing out. So yeah, I do agree to be like, I don't typically also want to do anything that would jeopardize. Yeah. Yeah. But for me, it's not necessarily the bladder thing, but it's also just like dirty hands. Like if I'm eating popcorn and it's like slightly oily or something and you just like have it, like even with a napkin, right? Like a napkin never gets off. Oh, I have 18 napkins. If I'm eating right, but even then, it's never 100%. Like, I gotta wash my hands to feel clean. I, so, just like sitting okay. there with quote unquote, like, dirty feeling hands just like bothers me to the point where I'm like, I just don't want to like touch the food. Like, if I can, you know, hold it up to my mouth and just like drop it in, like, that is optimal. Okay, eating rather yes, than, like picking it up. I would agree with you. There have been times where I've, I've literally not gotten, they're like, do you want butter? And like, what madman doesn't want butter? Well, sometimes I don't get butter because I just don't want my hands feeling dirty. And then, yes, there has been the occasion where I am literally, like, throwing the bag in my face to get the popcorn so I don't have to touch it. But anyway, so that's my snack situation with the theater. Eight times out of ten, I won't get any snacks or drinks just so that I can have my full attention to the screen. Um, I would like to say that I am the madman that doesn't get the liquid butter on my popcorn. Okay. Well, so Cuz it, it's kind of like I I just don't like it's like over over buttered at that point. Okay. Like it comes buttered. Yes. It's like pre-buttered popcorn. Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> but the, like also I've had too many experiences where they just like go to town 
Like, they go to town on that butter. And by the end of the movie, I'm like, my stomach hurts so bad because, like, all this butter just seeped into my soul and is just sitting there and is never leaving me. So I usually do not get butter. Okay. Well, I'm glad I'm not alone with that. Uh, and also, you know, the it's the modern time, Matt. You mentioned it, right? So nowadays, people are able to reserve seats in the theater. And pre-seat reserving, I would always show up to the theater at least 20 minutes early, 15 minimum, if not 20, to get the the best seat in the house for me. Or my person, what I, in my opinion, is my, my perfect seat. I mm-hmm. am so happy that we have reserved seats now. I'm not going to lie. Like, it it eases my mind so that I can literally walk in like a minute before the the movie starts. And my personal preference is to see all the trailers. However, I have me, I have missed some trailers and given myself a buffer if I'm in a time crunch. So my preference, my tradition would be to see all the trailers in front of my movie but if I have to go see a movie or if I'm running late for professional reasons, then I will like count on, you know, missing out on some trailers to give me some buffer time because I have my reserve seat. Hmm. And that's the only way I would do that. At what point do you give up on trying to reserve a seat for a reserve time and just try to find a seat for another time in terms of like when what? depending upon the seats remaining. Cause like for me, I'm at the point where I really don't care like where I am in the row. Like I could be in the middle. I could be on the sides. I just have to be on that second level. That's like back. Like never mm. will I watch a movie in that like front section. That's like right at the base of the screen Agree. in the theater because the few times I've done it, it's just the most annoying thing of just having your head tilted up, looking at the screen the whole time and then coming out of the theater with just like a sore neck Cause you're just like in that locked angle for the two, two and a half hours. And I'm like, it's not worth it. Like I'd rather sit on the edge, but be at least in the back because I don't mind looking sideways at the screen. I just don't want to be like looking like up at like an 80 degree angle at it. Yeah. Second level is where it's at because I've gotten stuck when I, I watched Spider-Man three with Toby um, when it came out midnight reveal and me and a bunch of buddies, like we were, we were kids, right? And the only seat that was left was the front row. And so me and my three dudes, we like went in the front row, which we were like 14 at the time. So it's like we had like jelly for necks. It was fine. Like, we, you know, kids are resilient. <laughs> but it's the worst. Like I, I can't. I can't do it. Like I'd almost rather stand than sit all the way in the front. <laughs> For me, I, so like I'm against the convenience fee, but I will do it in a pinch Mm -hmm. if I need to see a movie on release because most of the time I will just go to the theater or, okay, not most of the time. Okay, let's be real. This pandemic has got me all like discombobbled. 
basically for Marvel movies, when I want to see it on release night or the day before release, I will pre book my ticket on the app. I will pay the stupid convenience fee to make sure I have my reserve seat. Other movies that I'm like, when people are like, Hey, I'm going to go see Dune or I want to see Dune on Sunday. Mm -hmm. You want to go? I'm like, cool. I go to the theater. I show up. I would like to see Dune, please. I don't, you know, I do it at the theater and we just, and I pick a seat and I'm like, okay, this works. This is the seat I got. And I just move on with my life. I have actually yet to be in a situation where I show up to the theater. I mean, I'd like to at one ticket for Encanto, please. And then them showing me a screen of like booked seats everywhere. And then I have to be like, well, I don't want to sit in any of these seats. Guess I'm not seeing it. You know what I mean? Because like nowadays, <laughs> we can pre-check online. You know, that's another mm-hmm. that's another thing. I like check and I'm like, oh, there's open seats. I'm gonna go. So I feel like this is a problem that I don't have anymore, Alex. Mm-hmm. Must be nice. We also live in, the, in a less in populated, the era of this technology. Well, yeah, we also live in a less populated area. I guess you know. Yeah. So well, at least Matt and I do. We live in less populated. <laughs> Do you guys, I know you said you don't eat candy at the movie theater. Do you ever sneak in candy? I will not disclose that information in a public setting. I'll disclose that. I sneak in candy all the time. <laughs> we are not affiliated it with was, this It was the, it, like, listen, I don't know my last name. It's yeah, fine. <laughs> Matt, yeah, go find Matt, a white man. <laughs> go find him somewhere. Good luck. <laughs> Yeah, he looks just like his NPC that he made in that game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Brown hair. Come find me. Um, I feel like candy, movie candy, or bringing in your moon, own movie candy, kept cargo shorts in my drawer much you longer than they should have been. Stop. Because I cannot. Man, everyone mocks the cargo shorts until you start opening them up and bring out snow caps. Oh, you want some M&Ms? I got some M&Ms. <laughs> You want some Reese's Pieces? I got some Reese's Pieces. <laughs> that is um, the mobile convenience store. Listen, it's not even like we. I have brought in fudge, like fudge that you've gotten from a place with like a knife to cut in the fudge. I have like I've brought it all. I've seen I've seen all kinds, and like guess what? There's no snitches. People aren't snitching. They see you bring out fudge. They go respect. Also, I like the cargo shorts. <laughs> Listen, wait a second. So, are you saying you have to have a snack when you're watching, like, a movie? I don't. I wouldn't say I have to. I enjoy snacks. Like my so my family, we go to the movies all the time. Like it's it's generally a tradition of ours. Like when we're all in town, we'll go see a movie. Um, we haven't since you know the pandemic started, um, but before then, we would go all the time. Thanksgiving, Christmas, like not on the days themselves, but like sometime on the break. Um, my dad would always have candy ever like everywhere. Like he's a big <laughs> candy guy. Like his two best friends are Mike and Ike, like the jelly candies. <laughs> and the best thing is, is like he walks like a madman walking into the theater. And so you can hear candy everywhere. Oh my like, God. Dad. Stop walking so fast. Like, you're making a scene without making a scene. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I enjoy candy. I I like popcorn. I would much rather a drink. Like, to me, oh. get, like, a cherry Coke 
and just chill out. I don't struggle with a small bladder, um, so I can Most drink like, a large don't. and still Most and still don't. be fine. Yeah, um, I I enjoy just having like a. I don't drink pop that often, so like when I go to the theater, it's like it's like a you know a gift almost. It's just part of that experience. So, what's your opinion on Pepsi? I I don't I don't mind either. Like I generally go like Dr Pepper, Mr Pib, some sort of cherry Coke, cherry Pepsi. Um, the last time when we went to Eternals, they were out of everything except for like regular Coke or regular Pepsi. I don't remember which. It one. Was, was Pepsi, like, Matt, because they've betrayed like, us during the pandemic. Fine. Okay. Oh, yeah. Our- I like. I asked for three different things, and they said no to two of them. And so I got what I got, which I guess was Pepsi. (laughs) See, in the middle of the panorama, our local Regal Cinemas changed from Coca-Cola products to Pepsi products. And I've Mm -hmm. never felt more betrayed in my life. But I will be real. I don't detest Pepsi. It's just not my preferred dark carbonated beverage. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yep, there you have it, folks. Matt has tripled the size bladder as Tiffany. There we go. You heard it That's here. Right. You heard it here. That'll narrow down the search. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he, the police will need all the identifying information they can get. <laughs> to find Do you have a picture? White. No, we have voice clips. Hours of voice clips. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Move, moving away from the theater, let's go to shows. You know, we we briefly talked about it with this era of streaming, right? Disney Plus, Netflix, Hulu, HBO Max, a lot of shows available. Do you guys do you guys have ways like are you guys like weekly? Are you guys binging? And it just I'll start off first. Of, I'm kind of weird in that you know there are a lot of shows I'm interested in things like Arcane, you know, Ride Games, mm-hmm. Netflix original series based in the world of league of legends great show and it's yeah it's something that's currently you know releasing right the the last set of episodes has yet to release but the first two sets of episodes have and i've watched the first episode and i liked it but i was on the fence about watching the others because i'm more of a guy that while i don't necessarily like to binge a whole show nor have i ever like i've never watched like an entire series in one day but i always feel like i want to at least have the option to watch more in case I do like it. Whereas if I was watching something weekly, it always feels bad to like, you know, watch that brand new episodes of that that's out, get really excited and then be like, well, I got to wait till next week. You know, like the hype is going to, at least for me, the hype typically, regardless of what it is, dies down over the course of the week. And I'm like, Oh, I'm hype again for the next episode, but I'm not as hype as I was if I was able to watch the next episode immediately. So I'm more of a guy that like likes to wait for a few episodes to collect before I actually start something, but not necessarily wait to like binge an entire series in one day. I am a binger and I think our audience knows that I am very impatient when it comes to consuming media. If it's available to me, I likely cannot hold back. For example, when that Reddit poster described in detail the <laughs> end credit scene, I ma- I read I read it. Anyway, so for me, I think one of my biggest habits, TV show habits, is rather um, if I've committed 
to watching a show with someone, I think it is it is essentially a blood oath. And if mm-hmm. the other person betrays me and watches the show ahead of me, it's we're done. They're, they're, we're, they're, we're dead, do- to, they're dead, dead to you. To, no, I'm just kidding. They're not exactly dead to me, but like, don't, okay, either don't tell me you've done this and act like it's your first time <laughs> or you're dead to me, okay? I will not do that. I will have an action. Okay, so if even if I'm tempted, if I'm tempted to be like, yo, it's been weeks. We just haven't, you haven't coalesced and we can't find the time. I will ask, would you mind, would you care if I watched ahead? And I need to have that verbal conversation of, yes, you may, or no, I would prefer you not. And let's, you know, let's schedule a time. Let's schedule our, let's schedule it. Let's just do it. Get it on the calendar. We're meeting up. We're going to watch four episodes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That is my biggest thing with TV. I'm very selective because of my commitment to enjoying this media with another person with persons whatever what have you i'm pretty selective about when i commit to things you know what i mean when someone's like do you want to watch that show together i have to literally be like yes or i'm gonna be real no because <laughs> i'm not gonna try to <laughs> miss matt you know what I mean? but mm-hmm. matt's laughing but listen you know what i mean yeah you're picking up what i'm putting down i like i know me too like i get real mm-hmm. hype it's it would take a lot for me if it's something I'm really passionate about to say, okay, fine, I won't watch it. Like that's that's hard. I think stuff like that's like a number one at this point taboo for me. Like I don't like feeling chained down to like even if I'm like, oh yeah, because in the past, and I guess I'll tie this to something else. I've watched a lot of anime, you know, with the homies, with the you know, with the crew, right? You're like. Oh, you know, let's all watch this anime, right? Something like Demon Slayer that's really popular these days. Started watching that with a friend, you know, a group of us all enjoy Demon Slayer. And so we decided as a group, hey, let's get through it. And we did through season one. Lo and behold, here's season two's already out airing this current season. And bam, we're, I think, like five or six of the episodes already out. We haven't watched any of it. And that's because, right, it's hard to get everyone together that watched it in the first place. And also to decide when we are together, we're going to do this specific activity over like anything else, whether it's watching other show or just playing games together. And so I think for me, I've kind of like leaned away from watching shows like anime or otherwise with other people because of how long they are and how distributed they get released. That it's like, unless you are being like, we're going to block off a four hour chunk, which I can't do with my friends, right? Because we're all running on different schedules and have different interests, right? Because sometimes you're not in the mood. You could say, hey, mm-hmm. like, let's block off three hours this Saturday and watch it. And then you come Saturday and you're like, hey, I'm not really feeling it. And you just want to do something else. So it's just kind of like hard to commit that much time for those things. Whether a movie, right? It could also be three hours, but it's at least like one time, boom, like two to three hours, you're done. And then you can move on. So it's like, for me, that, I guess, timely commitment that's reoccurring is very hard to like stick to, right? Because I can barely find time for myself to watch something. And when I do, it might be when no one else wants to. And I'm like, well, I Mm want to watch it, so I'm going to go ahead. And I don't want to feel bad about having made a pact previously 
to say, we watching it together? And then them say yes. And then it's like, all right, it's been out for nine months. We still haven't watched <laughs> it when we're watching it. That's um, when you break it also, down. That's when you say, yo, Pact is over. Right, right. And like, I have no problems doing that. It's just, you know, everyone needs to have that mutual understanding to be like, listen, I know we were doing this before, yeah. but it just ain't working out, right? Like, maybe we can reconvene later, <laughs> yeah. but I got to watch it. I got to get it in. You yeah, know? no, I totally. You know what? I mean, let's let's be real with our audience, too. Like, Alex and I have shows that we watch together. I have literally not watched Super. Like, Alex and I are committed to finish Supernatural together at some point in our lifetimes. Mm-hmm. Well, on Netflix, hopefully Netflix still carries it. And Big Bang Theory. And Big Bang Theory. And I literally have not watched any of that on my own because it's not with Alex. Yeah, mm. and both of those shows have been over for what, like three yeah. years now? <laughs> <laughs> yes, but we have, I mean, I feel like we make decent progress with both of those shows, though. I mean, we were only like two seasons left, you know? I We can only see each other so often. Mm-hmm. I also have you guys ever had a show where well I know that Alex has but you know you've enjoyed it so much and you've wanted someone else to enjoy it so you'll rewatch it with them as like a mm-hmm. it's like a activity that you just do together Alex pretty much sat me down and was like we're watching Sword Art Online and you're gonna and, oh, you're and watching listeners it. listeners I'm gonna head this off the pass I know Sword Art Online is not very popular especially amongst the anime community in case you're an anime enthusiast consumer. Yeah. Enthusiast such as I am, but you know, it's okay. And I, you know, there's that at least that's what I'm going to put on the record. Sword art is okay. It's not groundbreaking. You know, I'm not part of the fans that are saying sword art is like the next Naruto or whatever, you know, it's not like the Holy grail of anime. It's not the next, like, you know, full metal alchemist brotherhood, but it is a, okay slash good anime and so that's why i was willing to rewatch it with my sister because i wanted her to understand why i thought it was a good anime i just wanted to put that out on the record okay noted i don't know why you felt the need to defend yourself but okay here we are because i just don't want the attacks on me because i know especially when people mention sao it can get spicy there can be some hot takes okay boo let people like what they like boo anime crowd (laughs) Boo anime enthusiasts. You you mean gatekeepers. Don't say like just exactly. anime crowd. It's the gatekeepers. Yeah. Um yeah, I've I've definitely recommended uh people watch things and I've definitely sat down and watched things, which is a big deal like for me cuz TV shows is not usually my thing. Like it's not I am part of the very very small minority that enjoys weekly releases more than just binging because I lose steam with binging. Like I, I just, I don't know if I'm completely made for it. When I do binge a show, that means that it is like upper echelon. Like it is, it is a great show just by me being able to binge it. Um, but I, I really enjoy like weekly hype of things. It kind of brings me back to what TV used to be like of kind of like, there's a ton of cliffhangers and every week you're just kind of like waiting waiting to see what comes next and i feel like a lot of that's lost in binging and and it's more not 10 episodes but like a 10 hour blockbuster and like for me i just lose steam in that regard uh so 
if I, my tradition for TV shows, if someone's like, you need to watch this, you need to watch this, I need to get through that thing as fast as possible. I can't be like, okay, I'll watch two episodes this week, two episodes next, no. Like those other two episodes will never happen. I'll watch the two episodes this week and then forget it even exists by Friday. Like I just can't do it, Um, which I think is kind of like knowing myself. Um, But like even like I have a friend at work who he's been like dogging me to watch this one show. And I'm like, dude, it's got three seasons. I'm not even interested in the premise. It's probably not going to (laughs) happen. I ended up watching the first episode just to kind of get him off my back because I'm like, it's not for me. I know it's not for me, but I'll do this because I value you as a friend. Um, But (laughs) um, yeah, TV shows generally aren't on that list. But like I I've surprised myself like I I watched Game of Thrones when I was in residency. Like I watched an episode a day for like three or four months to catch up for the last season, which ended up, you know, being meh. But you know, I did that like every day. I gave myself 40 minutes to cook dinner and watch Game of Thrones at the same time, like during residency, like try to, you know, keep everything else going. Um, and then like I watched through friends, like because I had some close friends uh, that loved that show, watched through all that. Now I'm working on How I Met Your Mother. Last night I watched, you know, a, a few or yesterday um, because I was off. Like, so I watched a few during the day. Um, so like I'm slowly getting through these big things, but I can only take on so many at a time. So when a new show comes around, I got to get through it as quickly as possible, or it is just like we talked about last week, the backlog that goes straight to death. Like it just dies. Like you just give it a Viking funeral and it just like <laughs> drifts off in the sunset. Yeah. I, yeah. oh no, Alex, go for it. Oh yeah, I was gonna say in talk in trying to watch new things, especially on recommendations for people. I'm I'm definitely similar where I typically also try to give it one episode, and I want to relate this to anime because I know, uh, you know, Western television right is typically right forty minutes an hour give or take. So you know, technically like two to three episodes of anime right because a typical anime episode is about twenty one twenty two minutes. And so my my main thing, especially for new series of anime, I always have the three episode rule. So and what that is, I watch the first three episodes of an anime. So typically I wait at least uh, until the third week, right? Once all three episodes are out. And then I watch all three. And that's mostly because anime typically releases uh, in 12 episode seasons. And I know it's gotten a little bit shorter because traditionally before there were 20 episode seasons give or take, right? But anywhere from 12 to 26 is kind of like the mainstream uh, seasonal release for anime these days. But especially for a 12-episode season, I watch the first three episodes, right? An hour's worth. If I can't get into the anime after the first three episodes, I drop the series, right? Because one of the main things, especially, right, as you mentioned, watching the first episode and realizing you're not going to like it, same thing with anime. If I'm watching what is of a 12 episode series a quarter of the season and if i don't like it i'm not gonna mm. waste my time with the rest of it right because i've watched 25 percent, and i think that's more than enough to know if you're gonna like something or not and if someone tells me that's like oh no no it gets good like let's say it's something that's completely released and they tell me oh it gets good by episode like seven i'm gonna be like well then i don't know if it's a good show then right because if it takes seven episodes for me to start liking it like why like why does it take like that's more than half the season 
So I'm going to suffer through half a season to like not like it. Because I think that was with me and Attack on Titan. I actually watched the first three episodes of the first season. And I did not like the show at all. I, I liked it. I know a lot... I know a lot of people got into it. There's a lot of fervor for it, especially I think this year, right? It's wrapping up or maybe next year at some point. Um, the anime is. And I just could not get behind the hype because one, I didn't really like the premise of the show. I didn't really like the art design of the characters. The action scenes were cool. I did like that, you know, them zipping around with their gears and stuff, right? Like kind of grappling to buildings and like flying around the Titans. But yeah, I just couldn't get into it. And that and that was me watching an hour of the show. And I know that show, right, is much longer than 12 episodes. I think it's on its fourth season, right? Fourth or fifth I know the first season point. was like 25 episodes. Right. So especially wow. in that case, too. I mean, in that part, I only watched, what, 12% of the show? But even then, I still feel like I, I need to be grabbed, like, in the hour. Like, if I can't get me in the first hour, it's just kind of... It's hard. And I think that's kind of similar to games too, where I'm like, you know, when you're not going to like something and which with me and anime in particular, one hour and I'm out. Like if it's not there, it's not there. So, okay. You have so many great points that I, I kind of want to dive into a little bit, even though I know we have, we've been talking for a long time. So number one, are both of you cool with like dropping shows if they just don't, you just aren't feeling it. Like you're just like, Oh yeah. That's the, like, yeah. So, I do have to say that it's really hard because with TV, especially American TV, literally the writer's rooms can change between seasons. So when you were like, oh, this isn't great, you, you know, it doesn't get until episode seven. That re- literally brought a flashback for me where Parks and Recreation is one of my favorite TV shows. Season one was absolute garbage fire. Trash. Like it was trash. Like I honestly now I'm literally like just start on season two and move on with your like just watch it like because season one is definitely rough to watch, but that I feel like they literally first of all they changed the main character completely almost you know in between seasons but they're like writers room changed so that's why I kind of powered through that. I have now gotten very comfortable with dropping TV if I don't like it. That's kind of what I wanted to say. I've also, like, I can't seem to do that with movies unless they're, like, direct-to-streaming movies. Like, if they're a legit, like, I'm going to be real. Like, if it's a legit movie, you know, Warner Brothers, Lionsgate, DreamWorks, like, whatever, what have you. Like, a real production company went out in theaters. I will power through a movie if I, even if I'm, like, really not feeling it. It's a two-hour movie. I, you know, watch an hour. That's technically half the story. And if I'm like, I don't know, I will still finish it. TV shows, I will drop them. Not feeling it after an hour or, you know, two hour, two episodes, I'll, I'll be like, bye. And one of the things that I realized as a weird habit that I don't necessarily like or think it's healthy for me, I tend to start TV at night or like, it's like 4 p.m. And I'm like, I'm going to go, I'm going to watch, I'm going to start a brand new show. And then it's a terrible thing where, you know, it's Netflix, all the shows are out, all the episodes are out. And then suddenly it's like 11 p.m. And I'm like, I should be going. I've watched six episodes. There's only eight left. <laughs> I only two more hours. If I just, if I just watch, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's bad. I, I really am like, why do I start? I honestly, it's happened like, 75% of the time, I'm starting a freaking show at literally the worst possible time. 
because I know myself. I'm going to binge. If I know I'm going to binge, if I know there's eight episodes, I should start at 10 o'clock in the morning and just be done with it. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, like I said, when I know it's something I want to watch, so it's not necessarily something I'm like testing the waters with, that I try to be more disciplined about setting a time to be like, I want to watch like this many episodes and like that's it. So like regardless of how long it takes me, I'm kind of like, well, I said I wanted to watch, let's say, five episodes of an anime today you know reasonably right if you watch it back to back to back right 100 minutes you know less than or yeah less than two hours knock it out but in case you know i go do something i do something else like something comes out right and it extends the time where i'm like oh i've only watched like three of the like five i wanted to watch like i'll just try to force the other two and you know in that case right it's not like i need a like one episode's like an hour so i'm gonna take one episode's gonna take me that long and then another episode's gonna take me another hour but i try to meet what i thought i could get through because i think that's more reasonable and like that helps me kind of going back to our backlog episode discussion get through shows especially right when i know i want to get through it i'm like if i know i i could have done this i try to force it to happen i'm just like I don't care what else needs to get done. I got to watch the show like laundry that can wait, you know, doing the dishes that can wait, like all that can wait. I just got to watch it and then move on. And that like, that's more motivation. Um, and on the flip side, right. If I know I need to go to sleep, I'll just pare down to be like, Hey, I could watch two more episodes and give up two hours of sleep tonight. But do I, should I do that? No. Right. Like I'll just make that choice. And obviously it's like, that's a very disciplined thing to do to be like, I'm not going to binge it. I'm not going to become addicted, but I feel like that's, it makes the show more satisfying that you're not like going to sleep blurry. I'd be like, that was such an amazing show. And then you just pass out and then you don't really have like waking time to really appreciate it until the next day. Um, but also on top of that, when you're talking about like dropping shows and at the same time, and now I'm like forgetting the t- <laughs> my point. So one of you guys talk while I try to remember it. Matt, have you I ever drop shows all the time? You drop show. <laughs> have you ever dropped movies? Have you ever dropped? No. Movie? You will also no. just power through. I will. I will watch bad movies because it almost gets to a point where it's laughable. Like I, pro- I probably watched one of the worst movies of my entire life this year. Um, it was one of the Netflix shows that, or Netflix movies that came out. I've been trying to watch as many of those as possible. Some of them hit very well. Some of them do not. And I don't even remember what the name of it was, but it was just not my cup of tea. And I knew probably 30, 40 minutes in. But at the end of the day, I was like, you know what? I've already started it. It gets to that point where you're an hour in, and it's like, you're then conceding defeat to be like, do I really want to watch a show? You already know I'm, I don't really care for watching a show. So, like, I'm not going to watch another movie. That's like another two hours. So I might as well just finish wow. this last hour, power through, and then I'll know for next time. But I've watched some pretty bad movies. Um, but, like, people that, especially people that go to movie theaters and walk out, I've never felt the need to walk out of a movie theater oh yeah because i also have out. purchased that so it's like yeah. i'm making them i'm watching this no matter what yeah okay well i can't remember what my point was so i guess that'll just be a loose strand that maybe they'll come back in a future episode if i remember it <laughs> but with that that brings us to the end of episode 52 of the rxp podcast if you guys have things that you like to do traditions habits what have you when you consume media movies tv shows video games let us know by writing into at 
rxp underscore podcast or rxp.podcast at gmail.com as always shout out to grandmaster doug for our theme music and until next time take care Because it's so dry. The droughts.